Skibbity boop bop a doop a doo. Skibbity bop bop a doop a doo. Welcome back to the weekly slice of ham, everybody. It's your boy, Hammy. How we doing? Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the weekly slice of ham. We are recording on a Friday night. We're probably going to re- immediately release. But. Just so you all know, once again, if you have not tuned in to recent episodes where I explained it, I am going to record when I have time. I have been very busy this week. I picked up too many shifts. I picked up an extra 16 hours this week. I'm at 56 hours. Not to brag about my work ethic, but I've been working a lot. But yeah, um, it's just going to be a little bit different with this work schedule, but I am promising you at least two episodes a week. So I'm going to record tonight, I'll be recording tomorrow night, you get your two episodes, and hey, maybe I decide to record a third so it comes out earlier next week. We'll see. I'm making no promises as far as when stuff's coming out right now, just because, uh, as Scotty Pippen said, I don't want to fuck up my summer. I'm working, but I want to enjoy the pool and go to the beach and have fun with Reagan and shit like that, so... I know, I know, all of you, all the millions of you at home listening, you're like, Hammy, what are you doing, man? We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. That's the anticipation, baby. The more you anticipate my episode, the more you can't wait to listen to the next one, and the more excited you are. You can't wait to hear from me again. You're so excited when you see another episode drop. You just, you just listen to it immediately. You can't wait. I know all of you. I know how you feel. I've been there before. Every Monday during football season, I can't wait to listen to part of my take. And now I know how it feels to be on the other end, where you guys just cannot wait for Hammy to drop another episode of the Weekly Sites of Ham. And I make no guarantee of when it's going to come. <laughs> Alright. Could Hammy sound more cocky? I mean, what the fuck? You know, he was a really humble guy. He came out with his episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And now he's just really a cocky son of a bitch. What has happened to Hammy? Has he become... Have we lost him? Is he no longer a common man? What has happened to our podcast host? I'm just kidding, guys. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I would like to enjoy my summer. I'm going to have to go back to shitty Indiana, PA, uh, late in August. And I thought I would have a lot more free time this summer, and I don't. And I would like to enjoy it. And I want to use some of that free time to do shit that I find fun. And I'm also going to record, like I said. But anyway, welcome to the Weekly Size of Ham. Friday edition. Currently, right now, we are watching the premier lacrosse league on ESPN+. Plus. Thank you to my co-host of Hoagies and Pierogies, Ian DiCarlo. Um, for those of you who... Is... Okay, okay, this is recording. I don't know what I did. I was holding the microphone and uh, I messed shit up. But we are back. We're recording. And... Yes, I am watching... So... For the people who don't know about or like or haven't given lacrosse the chance, 
I think you, if you want to find a summer sport that's going to be going on every Friday and Saturday this summer on ESPN or ESPN Plus, Premier Lacrosse League is what you should at least try. I know I endorse some things that I have a bias to, and I played some lacrosse. Casey played lacrosse for most of his life. He played it in college, and I do have a bias towards lacrosse, but... Honestly, I do find college lacrosse a little bit boring now because it is like it's a very large field. There is a very long shot clock. I think it's like 80, 85 seconds or something like that. But Premier Lacrosse League, the professional lacrosse league where all of the best lacrosse players are playing in right now, they have a shorter field. There's a lot more like fast breaks, like uh, you might see in NBA where there's steals and you get down and you're scoring in two or three seconds right away. Uh, there is a two-point line, so every goal is worth one, but if you shoot it outside the arc of the two-point arc, it's worth two, obviously. And the shot clock is much shorter, so you got to get the shot off. And it's just much more fast-paced. It's much more action-packed. I could see where maybe people have trouble watch, figuring out where the ball is because it's similar to hockey where it's a small thing moving around. But, like, I don't know. Like, if you watch football a lot and you can track where the ball is going in with football, I feel like you shouldn't really have that much of an issue with lacrosse because you can, like, I know it's smaller, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been watching it. And same thing with hockey. I don't get how people can't follow the puck in hockey. And maybe it's because I played and I've been watching for so long. But, like, I don't know. I just I find it very easy to track everything. But, like, Reagan loses the puck all the time. And there's certain time I had her one time when we were watching. I said, I want you to tell me every time you lose the puck. And it was basically every time someone shot the puck, which is when it's going very fast. And even, like, people who have been watching hockey for years – kind of can lose it and where even the cameras can lose it depending like if it goes off the crossbar and not the cock bar the uh, crossbar and it shoots straight up in the air like the camera doesn't even necessarily work so people who are meant to literally uh record it and broadcast it they even lose it sometimes but it still doesn't necessarily make sense to me this is am i recording on the all right hang on we're gonna take a pause Okay, so I messed things up, I guess, um, messed things up on the microphone, and I was recording just on the MacBook microphone there for a little bit, so I'm sorry if the audio changes and shit sometimes in this, uh, I don't know what happened, I was, I guess I was messing with the mic and shit got messed up, but yeah, I think everyone should give it a chance, because, to give Premier of the Cross League a chance, they, they are not city Pacific, they're specific the teams like i think honestly that is might be the best thing they've done where that is a model they do want to go to where it might so they are just lacrosse clubs almost like not exactly like football because it's like fc like football club barcelona or real madrid like they are city or area specific but they are just like atlas lacrosse club Chrome Lacrosse Club, Redwoods Lacrosse Club. They they have no specific city affiliation or area affiliation. Uh, Paul Rabel, who is one of the like co-founders of the league, he said it's something that they want to do in the future. 
Um, but I think it might... I, I like the way that they do it now where they basically are like... This might sound bad. They're like kind of like a traveling circus where they're going around city to city and they're playing. But like you don't need to feel compelled. Like with the USFL, I feel compelled to cheer for the Philadelphia Stars. But I hate their logo. They're I don't think they're that good. And like obviously, I'm really not going to watch a lot of you. I'm not going to watch a lot of USFL. But with this, you can you know cheer for uh, a lot of the ways the way a lot of these teams got um, decided from the beginning was like what college people went to. So like the Whip Snakes are basically like. Uh, Maryland, uh, Chrome, my team is basically Duke, which I didn't realize right away, and now I'm stuck with it. I also like the Atlas, I forget what they are, I think Redwoods is a lot of, uh, Notre Dame, uh, a lot of Blue Bloods, I forget which one's North Carolina, so, like, you could go by, like, hey, there's a lot of guys from this college that I like in the class, so I'm gonna like this team, or, hey, I like, I just like the name of this team. Or, like, some of these players. Like, you don't need to feel tied down to a city, which I like. And I feel it might make people a little conflicted when they go to this, like, city-specific. Obviously, that's what you want to do because you get more loyal fans when it comes to, like, city or areas. Um, But everyone should give it a chance. It's exciting. It's fun. It's on Fridays and Saturdays. They're partnering with ESPN. They also have lines on DraftKings, FanDuel. I don't know about FanDuel, actually. They're partners with DraftKings, but there's also lines on Barstool Sportsbook if you would like to bet on it. So uh, try out the Premier of the Cross League, everyone. The other thing I would like to talk about is Reagan and I recently watched possibly... Oh, before I actually talk about this. Uh, the new movie on Netflix, the Adam Sandler movie hustle i would like to give a shout out to that movie i have not watched it yet uh reagan i want to watch it one time we're not like about to go to sleep uh part of it was filmed at my high school gym my mom talked about it and i didn't even realize it this was the movie that was filmed there but yep it was filmed at the coatesville area high school uh 9 10 center gym like where the high school games are played uh you can see it shout out to coatesville which is also a very much like a Philly area school. It's great. I love my high school, but that's awesome. Uh, anyway, not talking about Hustle in this Adam Sandler movie. Reagan and I most recently watched probably one of the worst movies ever that I may have ever seen. It was honestly horrible. Um... It is a Netflix movie, which some are good, some are pretty bad. Uh, this one was called Interceptor, which is about the two bases that the United States have. I don't, I, I'm assuming some of this is kind of true, but I feel like you wouldn't want to put this on Netflix if it was true. We have two bases, one somewhere in Alaska and one at an, in, an undisclosed location in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, to intercept nuclear missiles, basically, if Russia were to send nuclear missiles. And it's awful. I think everyone should watch it because of how awful it is and how hilarious. Like, the girl single-handedly, like, saves the United States, the main girl. Uh, the One of the biggest 
credits in it, it says Chris uh, Hemsworth. So Thor from the Marvel Universe. It, it It's like, he's literally the first two words in the description for it. Like, Chris Hemsworth stars in this movie. And he's literally a TV salesman in California. And he's like a cameo. He pops in every so often. And he probably got paid millions just to pop in this. Which is brilliant, like, marketing. Because that's why we watched it. And before he even, like, showed up, Reagan and I were like, Good lord, this movie is so goddamn corny. Like, it's... Like, I get some... I, I get, like, some action movies are corny and over-the-top and stuff like that. Like, you know, Fast and Furious, shit like that. But this is just, like... Like, some of the shit just does not make sense at all. Um, Like, she... What was... Like, I just don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. I don't want to spoil it because I want people to watch it because it was so horrifying. But it's... It's just... I thought it was going to be like... Uh, the one... It, it's... Uh, I forget what it's called. But it's got Ryan Reynolds and The Rock on it on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. It's like Red... Something, it's not Red Dawn. It's Red something. I, that might even be wrong. But that movie I thought was going to be... Corny, I watched it, and it was very, very good. I actually liked it. I didn't even expect it. Like, the twist and stuff. Sorry, I just thought I heard my door close. Um, but it was very good, and I thought it might be similar to that, where it looks corny from the trailer and stuff, and it ends up being good. No, it is super, super, super duper corny. She, she ends up stabbing a guy through the eyeball with a gun. Like... The guy had her gun or something, and she somehow twisted around where she, like, unclips it and stabs this guy through the head with the gun. And it is one of the most ridiculous... And the action scenes where she's, like, punching and fighting, some of them are so ridiculous. The the, the whole, like, main plot slash premises of it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but if you're looking for something interesting... Not even interesting. Something just hilarious to watch. Watch that. It's horrendously awful. Like, you guys have... Everyone has all watched a movie that is just so bad. You love it. This is one of those. Where I might even watch it again. Just for... It's like an unintentional comedy. Where you watch it and you're like... This is so hilarious. Like, hilariously bad. I have to watch it again. So, I want to talk a little bit about work. Um, I don't know why, but I want to. So, this might be something people feel... So, this is... Since, uh, like, COVID happened and people went to, like... A lot of people went from working to home or, like... Uh, you can do a lot of stuff from Zoom and shit like that. This is not, like, anything political or any sense like that. Um... Does anyone else feel like companies have been wasting a lot of money on like renting, leasing, or whatever in office space, making people come in from nine to five to the desk, and you know when they could pay the people the same amount of money or more to do the same job that they do in probably half the amount of time from home, and not spend all the money on buying office spaces and stuff, and like. Because, like, I feel like I, I don't think I'm ever going to work in 
an office job. Like I, I do nursing and wow, that was a really good goal for the Chrome. The Chrome are fucking awesome. Um, like I just feel like half the people I talk to who work these office jobs, they spend half their time trying to look busy or like finish right away. And then they're just reading blogs or articles and shit like that or playing games where like they like companies i feel like i could just save companies so much money just being a rational human being be like hey like people like people don't need to come into the office and spend a certain amount of time there with and it's not necessarily just office jobs other jobs too like you don't need to spend all this time where you could be like doing like you do the job in half the amount of time but you're just spending half the time wasting time it's different for nursing because like you like we have to be there like you can't take care of a patient remotely like you have to be there to give medicine you have to be there to for patients who are incontinent or whatever you have to be there to clean them up like clean up poop yes i do that to do shit like that um you know, one of the most rewarding things about being in the nursing uh, career or whatever, like, obviously I'm not a nurse yet. I still need to graduate and pass my boards, but, like, I'm a CNA. Like, I, I still, I probably spend even more time with the patients than nurses do, where, like, nurses talk about how much they're annoyed by doctors because they are right at the bedside with a lot of the patients. Oh, my God. Let's go, Chrome! Um, but we're there even more. Like I, I'm the one who's patients who like can't control their bladder or bowels. That I'm there to, you know, clean them up, get help them get washed up. Um, one of the my favorite things is seeing some of these patients get so much better. Like it's it sometimes it, like it can bring you to tears. It's so like joyous watching. Like, I've had a couple patients recently, like, since I've started here, that have been there since I started. And have recently left or are still here, but they, their status has just gotten so much better so rapidly out of nowhere. Like, I've had patients who were, we thought they were, like, going to pass. Like, that was it for them. They were on the down. There was no hope. Like, we were trying to do what we, like, I'm not an ICU unit in any way, but we thought they might get transferred to ICU or they might, they're like, on the way out and then you know the next week within a week you know they need to be like what i'm used to is i need to like get a sling under them and pick them up with a sling to get them onto a chair or move them or whatever or it takes two people to change them and then all within a week they're standing up on their own getting into a chair and sitting in the chair themselves like um, they don't need really as much help as they did originally. They can, they're, they're from going, going from not even being able to like stay in the bed correctly, like halfway falling out of bed sitting there to now walking through the halls with PT, which is physical therapy. It's, it's one of the most rewarding things I experience in this field is watching some of these now obviously there's sad things where like you you see people just getting worse and worse and it's like what are we doing 
Um, why are we even trying this? Like, or why are these people still here? Like, we're not helping them. They're not helping themselves. Like, some people just aren't helping. But, you know, seeing people start to fight, and I really try to push, like, I obviously I'm not a nurse still, like I said. I, I try to push these people. Like, you know, you got to get up. You got to start moving because if you don't start moving, you're not going to help yourself. And it's so rewarding seeing people turn around, like, whether it's quickly, not so quickly, it's, it's one of the most rewarding things I can experience. And that's why I love, like, what I do. As much as it's annoying where, like, yeah, sometimes it's smelly, sometimes it's messy, sometimes it's annoying, sometimes there's a lot going on. It, it not it cannot drag me down enough to compare to when I'm seeing someone go from being completely dependent on us to doing almost everything themselves. It's so amazing for anyone who doesn't understand. I I think people need to, which I don't think people don't, but people should respect. What some of these nurses do. I want I want people to think about this. Because since obviously I, I I had worked kind of in a hospital before, like COVID I worked in in high school, but I was in these uh OR watching surgeries and like people are knocked out. So I didn't know necessarily when what bedside was like. But I, I want if there's anything I want people to take away from today's episode, if you end up in the hospital, um I'm not saying everyone's great. I'm not saying every nurse. I'm not saying every CNA. I'm not saying every doctor, every physical therapist, occupational insurance, social service, whatever. I'm not saying they're all great. But I would say about 90% of the people there are giving at least a 90 for five, at least a 95 to 100% effort. They're trying to do the best that they can do because they chose that profession for a reason. They want to help people get better. They, uh, like, I don't know if I've said it on here before. Every time I leave and I, like, I tell patients I'm leaving, I tell them I hope I don't see them the next day. Because I truly hope I don't. Because now there's that 1% where it's like, on certain floors it's old people and they may have passed. But 98% of the time, if I don't see them the next day, it's because they have gotten better and they are out of the hospital. And some of them are like, why they're like, you don't like me? And I'm like, no, I, I love you because you're a great patient. And I have fun talking to you, but I hope I don't see you because if I don't see you tomorrow, it most likely means you're better and you're out of the hospital. And it, it's been tough because a lot of hospitals now are understaffed. All together, nurses, CNAs, uh, all of it. And I think people don't understand where, like, I've I've worked at two different hospitals and I've had severely demented patients where they just don't, they're old, they don't know what's going on, Alzheimer's, anything like that. They just truly can't help it. And they're not even the worst ones. It is people that are 40 years old, like, middle-aged they end up in the hospital because of for whatever reason and they think it's a fucking five-star hotel and i want people to understand that it's not you're in the hospital these nurses have four to five patients usually 
molester in the ICU. Uh, the nurse's aides have anywhere from 8 to 24 patients. We can't be everywhere at once. People can't be everywhere at once. You, the, the, They will get to you as soon as they can. They are not ignoring you 99.9% of the time. Unless you are really that bad, no one is ignoring you. I will admit, there are times that where patients are hitting the call bell so much or doing shit so much and are so annoying. We, we might not come right away. We might be doing something else and not... Most other patients, I will drop everything and come. But sometimes, there's patients where it's like, dude, what, dude, lady, girl, whatever, like, I just left your room. What could you possibly need right now? You are 35 years old. You can get to the bathroom on your own. You can wash up. You can do whatever. What do you need me for? And I can understand, like... I just want people to understand that. I need people where... And even retail jobs... Where, this is another thing. Just be a decent human. Wherever you go. And especially if you end up in the hospital. People really are trying to do the best they can. And people don't always have the best days. And they might be a little short. They might not be... But if you at least like just be friendly... I, I promise you this. If you're in the hospital... And you are understanding say hey i understand like if you had like call out for the nurse or cna or whatever and they come and you say hey i need this i understand you're probably busy you got a lot going on don't worry about it you can just bring it whenever i don't care just if you can just bring it at some point they're more likely to bring it almost immediately than if you say I need this now. I need this now. Do this now. Like if you're demanding, we are so much less likely to do something for you right away than if you are just, hey, I understand you got a lot going on. Um, if you got time, can you grab me a ginger ale? If people talk to me like that, I will stop everything I'm doing, go get them a ginger ale, I'll give it to them right away. If they're like, no, 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 no. I've been calling out. I need a ginger ale right now. No, I'm sorry. I got to finish doing my vitals. Sorry, I got to finish doing my blood sugars. I got something else I got to do, which is true. <coughs> like I, I would, I would never make up excuses, and most people would not make up excuses. But we're more likely to drop everything and do things for people if you're just genuinely nice and understanding. Like if you say, like I said, if you say, hey, I know you got other patients. I know you're not like my waiter, my, my waiter, my butler, whatever. You can't be right here all the time. But if you could get me this whenever you got time, I'd appreciate it. Nurses, charge nurse, maybe even doctors. They're more likely to come and do it right away than demanding it. Um... I guess that's maybe a little of a, a pet peeve thing or whatever you want to call it. But it's also just everywhere else, I feel like, because I've worked in, in a lot of different jobs. And if you, like, there's been lots of times, like I said with Walmart, when I got went on my rant with Walmart, I was very nice with people and understanding. I, I never really got loud or upset with anyone except for, like, bitching on the podcast. 
and things got figured out fairly quickly like i feel like people forget that sometimes like if you uh, until it's approach things cool calm and collected at first and then if nothing gets figured out go ahead lose your goddamn mind i understand i fully get it but until then things are more likely to go your way if you just take a deep breath say hey this is my issue man like i if you can get to it please i need help like it's just it's just more of like this guy's being cool i'm gonna help him right away where if you're being a bitch no matter what job people are less likely to do to drop everything and fix it for you uh so that will be the weekly slice of ham uh i got i guess i got a little i'm not serious like it's just true i'm just giving you facts i've worked in retail i've worked in obviously worked in hospitals i've worked in many different places like just take a deep breath before you try to get hostile with people all right and even just in my experience of being the customer i come in i might come in hot or wanting to come in hot and i cool off and i just take a deep breath before i talk and things just get solved quicker because a lot of times when you just come in heated you don't really make that much sense either no one knows what you're saying but yeah i hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the weekly episode of ham i i miss you guys i love talking to you you know not directly talking to you i love hearing the feedback when you guys text me uh sending me pictures that you're watching uh i just want you all to know that i love you so much and i appreciate the love and support i hope you all have a great weekend and uh be a great be a decent human love you guys peace